Welcome to Neurons to Nirvana, a platform for creative forces that embrace the unconventional and the quest for artistry, humanity, innovation, health, and healing of the mind and soul. Join me, Tom Hartridge, on a journey celebrating experiences unbound by physical borders or traditional norms from inside the mind to the far reaches of the universe. This is Neurons to Nirvana. Hey again, everyone. You're listening to episode four of the Discover Utopia sessions. And what I want to share with you is, as I mentioned in the prior episode featuring Carrie with Calliope Musicals, is Colt Wayne Keeney and his lovely wife, Noble. I met Colt at Utopia. And this episode is after the actual festival. But when you watch and listen to him play, you realize that this guy's got talent and his songwriting abilities are amazing. And he's just a, he's just a great guy from East Texas. So without further ado, here's Colt and his wife, Noble. Colt Noble, how are you this what evening? What up, buddy? Doing good. What's Fantastic. Going on? Now that we've spent hours with you already. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> How many? Yeah, what has it been? Five hours or so? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Who can keep track? When I can't. We've just been I'm terrible fun. At keeping track at time. Yeah. But um, so I just I briefly met you at Utopia, but I definitely met this guy. Oh, you definitely met this guy. <laughs> and we became fast <laughs> friends. But uh, before we get into all that, Colt, why don't you tell me or both of you? about your band and how it became or culminated the genesis i've had a multitude of projects over the years spanning uh what i guess i started taking it super seriously in 2015 so when i was around 25 uh but i had a band before that in college and then i've been playing since i was like 13 but this project now was the first time that i kind of like went back to my Roots, which is in uh, folk music and country, and I grew up in the church and Church of Christ, so I've just kind of always been around the gospel stuff and um, that kind of thing. And uh, over COVID, decided to do a more country, uh, kind of more my country roots, kind of chill out, screaming like "wah" instead of doing all that. Like, kind of get a little more like into my um, just songwriter mode. Yeah, we did this. Uh, it was me and two buddies. That we basically slept on the, you know, during uh, the pandemic, um, uh, what was it, shelter in place? We shelter in place at a studio, and uh, there, you know, Josh ran a working studio and is one of the best drummers in the city, if not the state. So he's like a full-time incredible musician, and all of his work left. Morgan, uh, another producer on it, uh, was, he's just kind of like a rambling man. We all ended up just not having anything to do and barely any money, so I basically paid them in chicken. Uh, they just basically were like beer and chicken, and I was sober. <laughs> I was sober at the time, so like I would just buy them beer and watch them get drunk throughout the day, and then I'd cook them chicken, and we spent like a month and a half straight of just like ha- hammering it because we're basically just trying to keep our mind off of the world and then the second the rev- record uh, we realized it was over we kind of like freaked out and just all like i moved out of state and whatnot but uh yeah where did yeah. you move i moved to taos new mexico my okay. my brother is a river guide uh in trilingua and he plugged me in to be a river guide in taos and then i went from taos to 
Northern California to go trim uh, weed in Grass Valley. And then from there, I went to Humboldt County. And in Humboldt, her brother lives in Arcata. So then I got plugged in. I was just freaking out. I was going to get stuck in the, the city. So yeah, the record was just kind of, well, I've never really recorded a record before. And I've never been in a studio in my life until that uh, time period and was uh, uh, so aghast at like how little I had to show for how much work I've done over the years. And out of like being pissed off and frustrated, I was like, I have to do at least one thing to like prove to myself that I can like have something that be like before we all die yeah 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 or whatever whatever was gonna happen you know like I, you know everybody was freaking out and uh so yeah so I mean because I've you know had tons of intense projects and they're just like stuff that's local but like you know there's been no project I've had that you know there aren't somebody somewhere that knows who they they are I just never um uh I don't know. I just w- I grew up in the theater too, so I was always more obsessed with like the live performance, live connection with people, good live shows. Like if you don't, if you're a band that's not good live, like you suck. To me. <laughs> yeah. like, well, that's like my not saying that that's the case. For, for the, that's just how my brain's wired. It's like yeah. I show up I'm live to like melt your face. Like we're here yeah. to like beat your face in with like great li- like a live show. You know, live music's the. It's the real deal, man. I'm from Texas. I'm from, you you know, I grew up in San Marcos. Like, I learned in San Marcos. Like, live music is, like, the thing, you know? So that was just kind of how my brain's wired. I mean, being in the studio wasn't even, like, a thing until I was, like, forced to, like, do it because of COVID. And then we did a really awesome record. Now I'm obsessed with the studio. Like, I prefer it now. Prefer it almost as much as I do um, about equal, like, live. Like, I love the studio so much now. Like, it's so, it's, um, it's amazing. It just it expanded my whole like mindset for like what what I can get across because a lot of times uh, like I work out all this stuff with bands live and then I'm like no 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 you're doing it wrong it goes like this it goes like and they're like what you know because I didn't learn how to play yeah 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 you know. Right. But um, so yeah, it's a been way fr- meaner it, it, Jack Black yeah, if you're yeah, in the rehearsal yeah, space. Yeah, with yeah, him. yeah, yeah. I'm kind of. Are you a dictator? I'm, I'm intense. Are you intense? I, I'm, I'm super intense. It's only super because intense. of love yeah, and hate. Intense. Yeah. But the studio made me realize that I don't have to like do the song and dance to get my point across. I can sit and 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 hear back and show more. You know, because if you're in a live setting, you can't play everything all at once and show whatever. You know, like. But if you're in a studio. Be like, okay, the drums go like this. We record the drums. Bass goes like this. And you layer it, right? And then you can layer it. And then, and then I can be like, well, the guitar part, instead of me trying to show you the guitar, I'll just do the guitar part. And then you can go do it live or, or whatever, you know. And I, I'd never done it, you know, been around anything like that. So it was just cool. It's just, you know, it just broadened my whole mind, you know. But Josh Blue and uh, Morgan Taylor Howell are the two guys on that record. It was uh, us three. Noble came in and sang back up. And, uh, yeah, but those two guys are like, the, I do the have dude. to mention, I tried to lay down percussion in the way that my heart dictated. And then when it was time to lay down the record, Josh was like, I'm going to do the percussion. <laughs> yeah. But jo- I mean, Josh blue is like, he's incredible. He's, he's an unbelievable musician and producer. And I mean, he's a gangster and Morgan Taylor Howe is a, I mean, Morgan Taylor Howe's in jail right now for shooting a guy in Houston uh, like oh, a no. couple years ago. Are you ago. serious? Well, <laughs> yeah. Cole has unreal, a dude. burner yeah. phone yeah. Just, just for Morgan. Just for Morgan to call me from jail. From prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's doing two years. But basically... <laughs> That's yeah, wild. Yeah. Man. No, well, I had no idea. I had no idea what was... Cause me and him became immediate friends, music friends. And he is the reason I started going more into country because he was like, bro, you're doing all this screaming crazy shit. 
your name is Colt Wayne Keeney. You're six foot three. You're from Texas. He's like, cut a country record. You're <laughs> yeah. an idiot. And I was like, oh, no. yeah. Well, all, all right. right. Fuck it. So anytime we'd hang out, like a cop would come around and like, no one <laughs> likes cops, but he would like way overreact. It'd be like, what is on? But I never, it never crossed my mind. I never thought about it. And then he's the one that after the record was done, talked us into going up to Humboldt to go trim weed. And it was like, okay, cool. So then we go up there. And uh, we're hanging out in Humboldt, and he owned a yacht that he'd bought uh, some years ago, or a, a sailboat that he lived on when he was up there. So I leave for a time or whatever, and then um, come to find out, he had this thing where he like like uh, shot a friend of his in the in the in the. I don't want to actually say too much, like, but anyway, like, no, say a, a guy didn't <laughs> a guy didn't die. It was just a crazy scenario. Like he thought he was Morgan has terrible eyesight. It was raining. Like a friend ran. He does a, have terrible he eyesight. eyesight. We call it. I call him so Monkey thick. Bear because he's like, Monkey bear? bro. His hair's like this. He's like, he's like five foot tall. If he hears this, he'd be so bad at me. But he's like oh, a whatever, shorter man. guy. He's amazing, fucking human being. But he's he's just got like these big, like thick glasses. Can't really see. And he got this guy was attacking him, and it was raining. And then he, you know, this is Texas, so you know, like he had like a gun. And a guy was running at him and thought that it was this guy attacking him, but it was just his friend. And he, he popped him in the leg, got probation for that, and then missed two probations, freaked out, and ran for like five years. And five then I years? met him after. Where, where, was, uh, where was he? Like hitchhiking all over the country. Oh like, totally living, living, living on a boat. Living on a boat. But he's one of the greatest piano players. You could. He's a, a, a ranger. He's such a game. He's so great. But anyway, we go to Humboldt and then. He, yeah, he has a girl that uh, he's on a Tinder date with, and is <laughs> her, 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 okay. This girl, he's prefacing the story of how Morgan finally got popped. By the way, oh which shit, Tinder. That's how it started. Tinder. It was his serious? downfall. So he gets on a Tinder date and he's on the boat. Gets drunk with this girl, passes out in the boat. This girl's like on the deck, like <laughs> wasted out of her mind, just like, like being crazy, and then passes out. And a guest calls three one one, and this girl's <laughs> this girl's mom knows that she's on a Tinder date, so this girl's mom freaks out and calls the cops. Oh, shit. So then the cops show up, and Morgan, uh, like, what's the greatest part about that story though is that is something that would happen to Morgan. Morgan, yeah, only Morgan, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but so the cops come, and then the, what happens? And he doesn't have an ID and then he start and he's a he's a like he, he he's a a, a tail spinner like he, he he's so he's, good he's moving but they had him me. they had him pinned pinned to the nines and he um he couldn't get out of it and they've started really de- they're like well who are you actually and they figured they're like oh you've been on the run for five years in texas so he ended up going back so he's he's doing two years but he just got he just got accepted into uh, a GED. Well, he just he never finished high school, so he just finished his GED in high school, and then he's doing a intern program for I can't remember what trade he's learning. And he's in the midst of uh, he's been writing um, these short vignettes of like just stories from his life. And I've been pushing, and he's doing it like like he's been sending out to his dad, and his dad is like printing them out and faxing them to all of us. And basically, by the time he's done, he's gonna have a like. At the least 200, 300 page vignette book, and we're going to try to get it published for you him. You should write a song about him, though. Oh, yeah, The Ballad of the Monkey Bear. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah you write yeah. a song about this. Yeah, guy. absolutely. Have you started absolutely. on it? Uh, uh, what, what, what do you have? What In do you your have? heart. No, he, he wrote a song called The Buckaroo Blues. And, uh, yeah. Buckaroo it, like, Blues. The Buckaroo Blues, that. yeah. Because him and 
him and Josh were driving up uh, uh, to where I was and drove through Bakersfield. And uh, the, the, like basically him and Josh were like fist fighting in the car and, and, and monkey bear got upset. Started, it started working on the, it started working on the, the buckaroo, blue, the buckaroo <laughs> blues. Yeah. 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 I have the song at the house. I need to, I need, we, we need to record it. Got, we need yeah, to do it. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. haven't said anything, but you guys are married, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> Tell me how you all met and how did you, when did you start performing together? I feel like it's most entertaining to hear you tell these stories. Well, we, He's we, a very good storyteller. A tail He's, spinner. Yeah, it's like a big fish is what I always think of. Oh, I love that movie. It's like, it doesn't really matter if the details are slightly overblown. Yes. It's just way yeah. better to express details person to person if it's some if it's someone that you care about enough to like put a little bit of extra sauce in there you're yeah. just gonna season it up a little bit more he always spice it up a he little always bit. he always spices it up a little bit so you t- his version let's hear of his, us okay, is fine. different than why reality you, why don't but you I tell me your version, version. <laughs> all right all right so i was uh in college in san marcus and i'd been friends with her sister for years and it was a big deal for me to leave east texas at the time like i was you know very much just want you know very you know small town or whatever really wanting to get out so i like had no well, desire i've been i've been gone for 10 years, 10, 12 years from East Texas. Uh-huh. Lived in New York for a long time. Uh-huh. Yeah, never thought I would come back to East Texas. Uh-huh. Finally came back, met a sister I had never really known. I hear tell of this Hurricane Keeney <laughs> that I have to meet. Continue. <laughs> so I don't want to go back to East Texas at all. And Kat- Kathleen Cole, her sister, was... Uh, uh, had always told me about this this girl and I was like I'm not I don't want no I'm not going back to, I don't care about no girl back home I do not care and <laughs> Kathleen was always like no like you're either gonna uh, 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 love her hate her you're gonna be best friends and then we got married so it's like it's, <laughs> it's literally true <laughs> I'm just yeah I'm just kidding no, but yeah I know I, yeah it gets yeah it gets all around but but uh, I had no uh, desire for any of that. And then one time, um, I just so there's this thing. What's that that highway outside of Mineola? That the big uh, the big garage sale that they had, like highway. It's like seventy one. Highway seventy one. Yeah. Uh, there's a garage sale on Highway seventy one, and it, I think it stems from Alabama all the way through East Texas. And there's this huge garage sale that goes on, I think, twice a year. And it's the most amazing stuff. I mean, shit, you'd never find any, like, it's like crazy stuff. That's it's why like, you came back to town? No. Well, oh. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, so I came back and bought that jacket. That, that I met yeah, you in. Yeah, and I had this jacket. No, that your was, mama found you that jacket. I know, but I was like, we were. I was at the Highway 71 with mom, and we like, we found, oh, okay. like, we found that. <laughs> we do have to, I do have to plug Kelly Whitley just a tad. Kelly Malone. Kelly Malone, sorry. She'll always be Whitley for me, but oh, yeah. yeah, Malone, Kelly no, Malone. Kelly anyway, Malone. Uh, uh, I run a vintage pop up, and his mother and I are very connected on that point. But continue. So anyway, vintage, I get this. World. I get this fancy cool jacket I like, and then Kathleen tells me that her sister's coming to uh, this local bar in Tyler, and uh, Breakers shout out, and uh, uh, I go in, and then this woman walks through the door. And, uh, I'm like, holy hell, I believe, I bet that that's her. And I walk up and we like, she sees me, I see her and it's just like this immediate connection and we walk up and hold each other. And then we look back and we just like, like not make out, but like 
kiss each other. <laughs> you know, that's not what first happened. First inter- interaction. <laughs> she claims that this didn't happen. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what actually happened. All right, yeah. Claims yeah, that you keep but telling in, your version. You can big fish, and I'll give you the small fish, real fry in, version. In my, yeah, in my in my mind, that's how, how it happened. And then um and then we played uh football. Sugar packet football. Sugar packet football. <laughs> On the on the counter at Breakers uh, for a while, and I was like, "Holy moly!" And then and then the endless endless weekend happened, which uh, was like right after that. Uh, <laughs> Kathleen, her sister, dated one of my best friends, who's one of the rowdiest human beings that's ever existed. So they came down with Noble, and it was just because I was about to move to New York uh, at the time. So Ka- Noble came down, Cat came down, and uh, my buddy Kurt came down. And uh, it was just this, like, so much fun. Like, my buddy Logan was just a ton of homies and stuff. And we went and floated the river. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. the actual floated. first place that we kissed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess we kissed in a tree. We climbed up a tree. Yeah. And I'm... Thompson's I'm, Island outside of San Marcos. I'm the reason that we smooched. Because my, yep. little, my little booty was climbing up the tree and you were just following right after it. Like yep. a little... <laughs> hungry pup and we got we got up we got up in the limbs <laughs> your little monkey lady yeah and i smooched you and i jumped off the limb yeah. and it was a very tall tree yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. that's actually the first time we kissed mm-hmm. although he remembers in his mind that the first time we saw one another is the first time mm-hmm. we kissed mm-hmm. <laughs> which is sweet and well they're both great versions yeah. Yeah. yeah how long did you date before you got married Six, six years, years probably. Five, six yeah. years. Six years, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And how long have you been married? Uh, a little over a year. We got married back uh, last February. Uh, 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 over a year ago, last February. Last okay. February, yeah. Which is another fucking crazy ass thing. Like spill that, it. Well, Let's I mean, like we like it was uh, okay. So um, uh, Miss Vicky was talking about the the ele- electricity and stuff. And so, like, we, like, Texans freak out about, like, snow on the ground or frost or whatever. And everyone was like, yeah, 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 all this stuff. And I was like, man, whatever. This is a bunch of bullshit. This is overblown stuff. No worrying about it. We'd already figured out that we were going to leave that weekend. And then right in the middle of that, uh, this witch that we lived above. <laughs> witch? This witch we lived above got where, us where, evicted where, out where of our damn from? apartment. Where was she from? She's from San Francisco. San Francisco. She, <laughs> Lord God. And she got she got us evicted out of our evil apartment. Dog, the, evil oh woman. my God, man. I told you, woman, I would put you on blast one day, evil woman. So anyway, we get kicked Witchy out. Witchy woman, huh? Terrible, terrible. Not bad, the good kind, though. Bad, no. bad, bad no, energy very, kind of person. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, she just, it, it, that's a whole long story. But we uh, decided to leave the very first day of the frost and the snow and all that stuff. And we were going to try, like we were talking about earlier, we were going to try to do laundry. And even in the middle of that, we are actually like, we should try to bounce. It's kind of seeming crazy. So we're leaving. I mean, this isn't like noon. Like, this isn't late. Or, like, it is the middle of the damn day. And we're driving through. It takes me, I think, six. So if you know anything about Austin, Houston is three hours away. It took us like six or seven hours to get to Houston. Like, I'm talking about like at least 40 or 50 cars on the highway. Like, I don't doubt it. Bro, I'm talking about straight sideways sliding down the highway. Perpendicular. It was was insane. And she straight up just closed her eyes like this. And she (laughs) was like, I trust you. No, she didn't. She was like, I just trust you. And I'm like, go my, (laughs) like it was like, Bad. It was crazy. It was crazy. And I was but, like, "Baby, we're gonna get there mm-hmm. because we knew that we were gonna go get hitched mm-hmm. in a little chapel." Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I knew we'd make Orleans. it. And then yeah. we stayed with my good buddy Sam and Orange. And then we woke up the next day, and there was like a foot of snow on the ground. 
And then we drove through all the snow in Orange, Texas, which was like such an apocalyptic mindset. I've mind been fun. there. Oh, my God. Yeah, to, <laughs> imagine that much snow no. on the ground. Like, <laughs> no, bro, it was, in, it was insane. And then we get into Louisiana, and then Louisiana is freaking out about how bad it's going on. We haven't even got to New Orleans yet. Louisiana starts freaking out about how, how bad the snowstorm is. So uh, they're closing down highways behind us. Like we're just beating barricades, getting <laughs> oh, on. Wow. Finally, we don't beat one. The barricade closes. Finally, there's a semi truck in front of us that blows through a barricade. <laughs> barricade, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. And we're like, all right, let's all do right, it. Let's and it's just us and a semi truck on the interstate. We're like, holy shit! All right, let's fucking get it, bubba. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was crazy. And a perfect example of how crazy Louisiana is is we're driving on a back road, and there's the most huge, beautiful bald eagle I've ever seen in my life on the side of the road. <laughs> on a bag of trash <laughs> like this. I was like, where, what the fuck is uh, going well, on down that's here? That's trippy yeah, as hell, Yeah, it was man. wild. It, but then we got to New Orleans with her uh, her brother and uh, his boyfriend and it, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. It yeah. was incredible. Yeah, and then, but and it was right in the middle of Mardi Gras and there was no, it was just Mardi Gras. Man, that trip was fucking that crazy. That trip was wild. <laughs> man, it was crazy. Am I allowed was, to tell the story of what you did the it. night before our wedding? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Don't tell too much. Don't tell. Yeah. Okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. let, um, it, let it rip. Uh, out of respect and love for my husband, I might not <laughs> tell the entire story. Um, shit got wild. Uh, there was a very beautiful experience of uh, not being like a full-on Mardi Gras you know, parade. So they were doing what was called Yardy Gras, Yardy where Gras. everyone was dressing up their massive mansions with just like freebies. Like you could, you could literally float. walk right, up right. and like select beads and oh, costumes and hats, hell. like yeah. based off. They're the just doing the best they, they could. The man, best they could. Wild, but they also wild. had like magical, you know, structures in their front yard, mm-hmm. and it just turned into this whole thing because it couldn't be interactive. So Yardy Gras was what it turned into. Um, but what was incredible about it, and I don't know if you've been to Burning Man or... No, I haven't yet. Maybe but one day. this creation of just sort of like these mobile art cars, um, which is essentially, there just must be a lot of burners in New Orleans. It makes sense, but... Um, everyone was just running through the streets. They were driving a hot. They were driving a hot tub. They were driving a hot tub, tub. Hot hot tub uh, on wheels. Uh, uh, a <laughs> bicycle hot tub. Yeah, but full bar. Yeah, full uh, bar. Yeah. It was a bar, bar. It was a busted ass hot tub <laughs> on on the chassis of a truck connected to a bicycle chain, like a bi- like a bicycle gear with a, a whole blast. bar. It was. It was. So it was out of this world. That sounds like we ended so up having a big party at the wild. Rock yeah. Mile. It was anyway. Sweet husband had been kind of. You'd been like kind of sober for a little while. <laughs> I, had, I hadn't really been drinking at all. At all like, and at all. he started drinking. Uh, like, he started uh, drinking. There you go. Started, and yeah. I won't go into the full story of it because, you know, why would I? Unless we were not being I recorded. I threw up everywhere. I threw up all Where'd you throw up exactly? vomited the night before our wedding. Where'd you project? All, 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 all over all the Airbnb. All, all, over my, all over the Airbnb. <laughs> and then poor Noble, nope, man, uh, Noble's brother is like one of the sweetest, most angelic human beings in the world, Mikey. They're all, they're amazing. <laughs> and I'm butt naked, just... <laughs> like <laughs> all over this apartment, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Because I'm they, supposed none to get them married was, the next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And then I was husband. like throwing up in the in the shower, like and trying to mush my throw up into the like down okay, the drain. Okay, well, you just sold yourself down the river. Well, I didn't we, even do we're it. We're already there. I'm like, so you know, glad it was you just, did those. Everybody, good shit. everybody in New Orleans, <laughs> everybody's been in New Orleans has a, a story like that. If you don't, then you haven't really. And then been what in happened the next morning? Okay, listen, this is bride to be. Like, I, I mean, I had partied. I was sure, having a great course. time, but I 
was also preparing my soul for the sacred union the next day. And that was not what my sweet husband had been doing. So what happened the next day? We're getting kicked out of our Airbnb for reasons that we can't comprehend. Maybe someone heard you projectile vomiting. I can't even I comprehend it. What, shady it, down there. what it must have been. But anyway, we're kicked out of the Airbnb. Uh, my brother and his boyfriend are in this massive, like, seething, non-speaking fight. The energy is just so potent. And then Colt, who I'm supposed to get married to is so hungover and probably like still slightly reeking of vomit. <laughs> and I am getting myself prepared in the bathroom. And I was like, everyone else can, I've never, I've never done that in my life. I'm always a person to handle shit. Always, always. And I was like, wedding, I am the bride. I am not going to worry about yeah. any of these fuckheads. Like they can be in a fight. <laughs> they will figure out where else we're going. You can be hungover as fuck. I'm just going to get pretty. And then we all went to breakfast. It was a nightmare. So it's probably fortunate that we're supposed to have another ceremony at some point down the well, road. At the same time, but the, I mean that ceremony was amazing, and you and you met I mean, your it, you met your friend that you hadn't seen in in years and years and years. Yeah, and I wild. mean the chapel in New Orleans, there they were doing like gangster underground gay weddings, like way <laughs> back in the way day before it was legal. Oh, like yeah. they were marrying awesome. gay, like. This chapel was unbelievable. It was so cool. What was it called? And the best thing about it is... What was it called? It was just, I think, like French Quarter Wedding Chapel. Man, it was such an amazing spot. And the greatest thing about it is they had gotten divorced like a decade before. It was a couple that owned it. Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. And we showed up and it was the lady... And I was like, oh, where's home, dude? That yeah. we like read all the reviews about. And she was like, I hate that motherfucker. Yeah. We're only here on different yeah. days. And they were still running the wedding chapel together. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. She was like, I wish you all the best. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> might, might get rough. What time of day did you all get married? Like the afternoon or night? Two. Okay. Two in the afternoon. Do you even really recall? Yeah. <laughs> really? And Gio you know what Mikey. else was so beautiful about it? We got married with, uh, we didn't have wedding rings yet. Yeah, so we, we used, no, we used the, the wire off, off the, the champagne, champagne bottle. Ports. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I wore that for a while until it like literally like rotted off my finger. Yeah. And we found our wedding rings the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, uh, and the, the stones in this are, uh, isn't it Herkimer? Herkimer. Herkimer, diamond. which is a, a North American diamond. Because we're not big fans of the diamond industry, but it's like a North American stone, like, like. And mine's my Robert Stone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like, uh, what is it? Like, uh, uh, New York, like out of New York, like yeah. New York, like Upper New York, New York. Up, like the Catskills, yeah. kind of like right. like mining kind of stuff. It's pretty, pretty, pretty neat. Yeah, like. And our uh, wedding rings cost, I think, like forty bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was great. <laughs> I love what you do and how you sound because for me, real country, the guys I like, Sturgill Simpson, Tyler Childers, Ryan Bingham, and you have that same kind of aura and sound. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks. Uh, And then, I, you know... I have to assume that your influence is Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. 
Waylon not, Jennings, right? A lot of Waylon. Not re- I mean, I grew up on Johnny Cash, but not not it's not that I mean, but a lot of this stuff uh, it's it's beyond even like ins- like inspired by cuz it's just like the earliest music I ever heard in my life. You know what I mean? Like it's sure. like stuff that's not it's like not even like a qu- question of like if I was going to say who inspires you, I'd be like, oh well, like the Misfits, Sam Cooke, Jackie Wilson, like that. Those are to me, you know. But that's like when I started trying to find my own music and and going out. And I mean that list goes on and on and on. But like I just got really interested in going all the way back to like the beginning of myself with everything, you know, and then starting from there because I've gone off so far with all this stuff, and then getting back more in my church, you know, my church roots and like harmonizing and. You know, like like old gospel songs and stuff, stuff that I know. You know, I didn't even by the time I left the church, I never even cracked open the songbook because I knew every single song in the whole songbook by heart. Like the second they say it, I'd be like, like leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arm. You know, like all like I, oh how marvelous, oh how wonderful, leaning on the everlasting. I actually have like really precious snapshots in my mind of you as a child just singing those gospel songs. Yeah, for sure. Getting super into Yeah, in Church of Christ, it was, if you're playing instruments, and, and you know, this isn't me saying anything bad about uh, any of that stuff, because it made me who who I am, and I, you know, it's nothing like that, but like in, in, in that uh, realm of of the church, if you play instruments, it's 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 a bad thing, like it, it, in, in church, right? So it's all about like the sin. voice yeah. and people singing together. And doing it as one voice, and I've just have always loved like a big like a big sound. I think that's a lot of my obsession with like a big sound comes from is like the earliest stuff I ever heard was like one of the biggest sounds you can hear is like <clears throat> six hundred people all saying the same words. It's just like an overwhelming, especially if it's good, you know. And then you, uh, yeah, it's just it's it's just like over uh, overwhelmingly awesome stuff. So I just got back, you know, getting back into, you know. That that kind of stuff because I just started songwriting from like you know Towns Van Zant and like, all go. these guys. I like, love Towns. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of my earliest stuff, like I mean, like it's straight. It just is like a Towns a Towns song, you know. And then of course like Bob Dylan and stuff. Like, but it was like yeah, all that all that kind of all that kind of stuff. You know, it's so cool. But then <clears throat> I just love rhythm so much, and that's whenever I started really like listening to Waylon Jennings in a different way because I love Waylon Jennings. He's great. But Waylon Jennings, Waylon Jennings' rhythm section is what I love about Waylon Jennings and his use of like bass and when to put it in and when to take it out and like how to make something like get your like lit like that like <laughs> like that right? feeling yeah. is like this like the way like he like they like pull and push bass and how thick they have it in the mix so like all my stuff even more and more and more it's just. It's just gonna be just such disgusting rhythm, like just such heavy, like ass dropping rhythm. I just love, I just love it. Stuff that people can dance to, you know. And Austin has such a strong two stepping community that even in the midst of the record, I was like, "There's an awesome club here called Hotel Vegas, and another awesome one called White White Horse." And I was like, "If I could do something that's like ninety percent White Horse and ten percent Hotel Vegas, I think that'd be pretty neat." And I, th- I think I did got pretty close because I'm the. I play on all those clubs, you know, which sure. is kind yeah. of kind of weird. But it's I love like, both you know, of them. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. And I just I love like certain tones. I just don't ever want to get get you know. I want to utilize more. It's like can I put synth and steel guitar into a country ballad about being alone? You know what I mean? Like 
Does that work? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just inter- like uh, just interested in all that stuff. Like, I just, like, when, where's the line? Like, what, you know, what is it? You know, maybe I'm a goofball dummy, but, you know, it's just interesting to me, you know? So, where, where do your lyrics come from? I've been listening to them. How do you come up with these? Fortunately, also, you can finally hear them because he's always been an unbelievable lyricist. And in the yeah, past that's two projects, what I'm asking. He's screaming them so hard yeah. that you can't yeah. hear anything. And so, finally, <laughs> I'm yeah. glad you can hear him. Yeah, yeah. Because I, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just played punk for so long, and, but I would work on song lyrically so so hard uh, as a songwriter. But it wouldn't be like you know, it wouldn't be any throwaway stuff. But man, I really don't. I don't really know. I don't really know. Like I, I'm obsessed with like, like gargant, like like we were talking earlier. Like I love. Like my father was an unbelievable. Sto- I was raised by great storytellers, like 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 tall tale people, liars, like pretty <laughs> much straight up, just fucking. That's bullshit. But it's a great story. Like I was raised by people that were just ridiculously great storytellers, and um, that's all over. But you, you know, the, the hill country Texas has just a huge tradition of of that kind of thing. It's just like great. You know, if you can't tell a good story, if you can't. Like make make a group laugh when you're drinking. It's kind of like what you know. Like it's like eh, whatever. You know, it's it's just kind of a thing. And I've just always loved that. And I've always like um, like a lot of uh, where I'm from here. Uh, I get a lot of inspiration from. And like like I like taking themes. Like I have this one song where like <clears throat> on paper, like if I broke it down, it's just like oh okay, this is about like a like a woman that uh you like uh loved and then she betrayed you right on paper it's like okay cool but like i i i really like taking like really simple themes like that and then seeing how like gargantuan and epic and like almost godlike i can make the language and make it just like massive like cool clear water yeah right? that's one of my favorite songs cool. of yours that's all yeah, so the first line in that if you ever go to el paso which everybody should. It's awesome. And then if you want, go to uh, the Kentucky bar, uh, the Kentucky bar across the border in Juarez, and get uh, the place where the margarita was invented. Uh, it, I, that whole area is so great. But up above El Paso is uh, the like Overlook, right? And it's just this like El Paso is like right at the base of this giant um, mountain. Guadalupe, and, right? Uh, no, What's Guadalupe it? peaks further. Up. Okay. But I think they're all. The, I think it might be the uh, Guadalupe Mountains. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I, you might be I right. I don't right. know. You're probably but, right. I don't know. We'll fact um, check it. Actually, it's funny that we mentioned that because American Month, the cover that's Guadalupe Peak on okay. the cover. Yeah, okay. which me and my buddy were doing a motorcycle trip and we, we took took that photo. It's at, at Guadalupe Peak, which is the highest point of the state, like the highest uh, mountain of the of the state. But uh, at that overlook in El Paso. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Huh. Oh yeah, uh, but at El Paso, uh, you stand at this overlook, and there's almost no stars in the sky because there's so many lights between El Paso and Juarez, mm-hmm. right? It's like, and it's all flat, like it's just flat as a pancake out, right? Until you get more over into like water, and there's stuff that like kind of swoops up or whatever. But for the most part, and it looks like uh, uh, I remember one time uh, we stole be- we stole beer from a gas station <laughs> in El Paso and drove up there and we're drinking it, and I was looking out over this stuff with a buddy. And I was like, man, it's like almost like all the stars of the sky have just like fallen down on here. So it's all the stars have fallen to yep. the floor, yep. cold and shivering. And that's like all these stars have 
have fallen down. And then, and then the further out you look, like once it gets in the waters, the lights go from, uh, uh, what is it at Walmart? What kind of lights do they have at Walmart? Like fluorescent, fluorescent, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it goes from fluorescent lights to filament lights once you go out to Juarez, and they're like this warm, old, like, uh, like wire, uh, yeah, like, like amber, light. like yeah. an amber color, and they like flicker. So it's like all the stars fall before cold and shiver it, you know. So it's a little trippy. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely, but Our it's food like got canceled. Continue, continue. So it's it's so it's figure it out. So it's taking a uh, yeah, just taking stuff stuff like that, and even um, another like La Llorona, you know that is the old the old story. Wailing woman. Yeah, the wailing woman, right? So that that's another um, like uh, 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 I'm probably butchering butchering it too, but I've heard that that tale forever. La Llorona. Was uh, this woman um, just an old like 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 uh, folklore uh, uh, story from from that area? But uh, uh, um, I change it to Lolina. Um, I hear Lolina's cries on the wind. You know, the sound no sounds more lonesome from the cement canyons. Or I don't even remember my lyrics, but uh, from uh, <laughs> cement uh, can, can, canyons and channels or something. Something she cries. I just whatever it is. Or if you can't recall it, but I it, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, but it's just stuff like that. It's just taking stuff that that's like um, neat and, and neon inspiring to me. Neon Longhorn, right? What's that lyric? I love that one so much. Neon Longhorn rides the neon uh, a neon Longhorn a height of fire. Uh, man, I don't even remember right now. I'd have to play it. I yeah, can't, I can't. Yeah. I can't think of it. But yeah, just stuff like that. Just taking take, taking things and just trying to make them like like big and i also like the idea of it being played in like places like europe or japan and people listening to it and be like wow texas sounds insane epic as fu-, you know what yeah, i mean yeah. just to just i don't know just put kind of put out like an epic lore you know it's all like funny games but it's just funny to me well i was upset because i've missed you two and the band performing at uh, viva utopia mm-hmm. because i'd just given an interview with greyhounds and it took a little bit out of me but that's a whole nother story that the <laughs> listeners can listen to uh at some point but uh <laughs> how i met you and you made an impression was the fact that after i don't know what time of night it was but the, the stars out there are unreal uh-huh. i mean i love marfa i thought that but I had no idea how beautiful it was at night. Well, from that area out to about Marfa and then south to the border is the darkest area in the entire Western Hemisphere. Like, it's the darkest night sky. It's the darkest skies in the entire Western Hemisphere. That's why they're so like, oh, my God. The stars at night are (laughs) big and bright. (laughs) Deep in the heart of Texas, you know. Yep. But here, go ahead. But, no, so I can't remember the... Sweet lady that was performing. <laughs> uh, no, her music was great. She was also a good storyteller, but she apparently lived through about what eighty three tornadoes or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> and just tell about uh, every single one, every single one of them. I just at some point I said, I gotta go grab a, uh, some beer. Yeah. And as I'm walking by you, she had told God knows how many stories about these specific experiences with her boyfriend or husband i can't remember and you looked like you were in a tornado <laughs> and you said well can't we hear it <laughs> and i remember just looking at vicky and saying 
that guy. I was like, yeah, what is this, Twister? Where's Bill Paxton? Like, So my plan was is I was going to go get some beer, and then what ended up happening was, because I missed you all playing, was I listened to your music. And I said, I got to meet that guy. And then it was super dark, and we ran into you. Yeah. You and two other guys. Mm-hmm. And hit it off immediately. And I just love y'all's music so much that I, I want to get the word out. Nice. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, I'm, love. No, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, uh, I love all genres of music. And when I heard it, and I can't wait to see you live in person. When are you going to be playing next? We got the, the FSG. <laughs> I mean, that's that's some nice to talk about, too. What's, getting what's getting the, signed, what, FSG, and then we got we a Waco we show. Have, we haven't got signed. Oh, well, uh, uh, what's in. the date, though, to the Waco show? I have no idea. You said mm-hmm. May 7th. May 7th. I'm yeah. going to butcher it. I really need my phone to, to check the thing. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and what's the name of the festival? Uh, it's in Waco and it's uh, for FSG it's called Feel So Good Records and um, I should have done my homework before I, uh, I got I got up, I got up here but uh, I'm uh, pretty sure that it's on May <laughs> pretty sure it's on May 7th in Waco uh, but we are playing with Aaron McDonald who if you get a chance to listen to and even more so than that <laughs> if anyone uh, can send us uh, a manager we'll be here. yeah absolutely uh, it's coming yeah yeah, yeah I feel it yeah yeah. Well, it'll, yeah. it'll happen, I promise. Yeah. No, but uh, um, you guys are talented. I really love it. Thanks, buddy. Uh, but no, the um, uh, there's a band that we're playing with called Rattlesnake Milk that everybody should go out and What's listen to. What's the name to. of that band? Rattles- Rattlesnake, Rattlesnake Milk. Milk. Yeah, and these these are boys up from Lubbock that are doing just uh, one of the coolest bands in the city. The, the, one of the, one one of the bands in the city I think are doing some of the coolest stuff. Like they're 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 doing something so. So cool. Start out with a song called Dave Dudley, if you get a chance. There's a really fantastic group. But we're playing with them. And then Aaron McDonald is a great honky-tonk guy um, that uh, uh, we're playing with. He's headlining, and then we're playing with them. And, I mean, yeah, we're coming to yeah, we're coming to bring the thunder down. We'll get to Wacko and Waco, you know. So I think I'm going to do it. I'm yeah, come on. You guys you out. Come on. I, I'm, I'm a certain. <laughs> we can all come ride on. together. That'll be fun. Yep. Sure. If you ever get to uh, take a ride in Georgina to any destination, the, Georgina, uh, who's the, the couch uh, on wheels that's parked in your driveway. Been, no, I've been in his van. Oh, yeah. I mean, picked you up. Picked me up from uh, 6th Street. Yeah. Really? Yes, yeah. Yes. The other night. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He's I went real... and saw Nikki Glaser uh, perform at Paramount Theater. Oh. Yeah. And I just happened to call him, and he said, "Hey man, you need a ride?" I said, "Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll take one." Yeah, and the van is uh, uh, Georgina Clementine Ophelia Jones, the shirt. Georgina, <laughs> Georgina Clementine Ophelia Jones the third, the showboat. That's a lot of shit going on there. Yeah, man. well, there's a lot of shit going on inside my van. <laughs> no, I, I, I know. <laughs> I've been inside it, man. <laughs> Chaos. Uh, it's a spell, a spell on wheels. Yeah. So the last thing I want to ask is, tell me when is your next album going to come out? You think? Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a slow bleed because so I have a song right now called Eighty Thousand Pounds of Pain and that's finished and that's gonna be one of the singles off of it and then we have a music video with that coming out that's gonna be really really. Uh, uh, I mean, it's going to be super damn awesome. But basically, instead of it being like me releasing an album all at once, I'm just going to release 
singles. You're going to trickle with, it out. For a year. Okay. Like, just bleed, because the internet can just, you know, if you've ever worked super hard on something and then thrown it to the internet and it literally, it's just like a fart in the wind. You're like, oh my God, like I spent a, six months on this and it's literally like 200 likes. It's like, man, what am I even, what am I even doing? So it's like, uh, yeah, I'm going to slow bleed this thing out and then have content with every single Every sing, every single, because as much as like mu- music and lyrics and stuff, I also get uh, like uh, music video imagery and like that kind of stuff, and I like kind of like co-direct and and am kind of like the like artistic direct the music <laughs> videos getting across, getting out like uh, you know this kind of like a- image stuff. So sometimes like uh, the songs like kind of kind of give me some imagery or whatever. So it's either going to be like actual thought out uh, music videos or a um, just us playing live or something. Something that's just like the single and like other other stuff, you know, just because I, I just got to be working all like all the time, just putting stuff out because it's just it's good for me. Yeah. Well, I really like what you guys are doing. That's why I wanted to have you on. Um, Happy that we're all friends. I like what you're doing, Tom. Yay! I like what you're doing, Tom. We love what you're doing, Tom. Old tater head. This is Tom's house. This is Tom's house. (laughs) But, uh, no, I want to get the word out to listeners, because you've got something going. Thanks, brother. Thanks. And uh, we got to help you book some more dates and get out there on the road. Yeah, yeah. I'd 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 love to get out there. I mean... um, Georgina's ready. Georgina's... I don't know about that, but anyway... (laughs) Money, keep it going. We good? Yeah, perfect. I found a pale skinned horse, one which I wish to ride. Entranced by golden form, I wish to break and make it mine. I threw my saddle on Engraving fate's disaster Sleepless eyes Craving greener pastures It's like the blade of a knife Secret passage In a mended fence that I ignored A whole for trespassers 
We get a grip, this love's a bore And help us all get right, sure It's like the blade of a knife Never done that one acoustic before. That was badass. Thank you for Thank sharing you that, man. For having us on here. Yay. Absolutely, Tom. man. <laughs> Old Taterhead. It's Tom's house. <laughs> Extremely honored and privileged to have shared House on the Corner, which is a song that he has not released yet, Colt, along with his wife singing along. It was, it was beautiful. And like I said before, he's a diamond in the rough, man. I think that he's got a bright future, and I'm blessed that we've become friends, he and his wife. And I can't wait to help him on his journey and see him grow as an artist. So until next time, this is Neuron Studio Thanks. Thank you.